this is going to make you very uncomfortable. We could have got snatched so goddamn quickly. Most of the people there bought drugs from me. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Red Roof Inn? Oh. No, a Knight's Inn. Oh, even classier. My dad wants to know how old you and your sister are. That motherfucker has to register by zip code. And I was like, oh, that was weird. I was court-ordered to see two psychiatrists and a therapist, except for they did say I was amazingly well-adjusted, which is a fancy way of saying, this motherfucker's in some fucked up shit. My friend Valerie says I have amazing coping skills, and I'm like, I'm like, that's a very kind way to put that. Because I asked him after he spoke with me for three minutes after talking to mom for like two hours, if you just want to fuck my mom, it's fine, but why do I got to be in the room? Of course, you know, you mess that up, it can kill her, so you got to be really careful on how you dose it and how you tighten it up. Do people really live like this? And if you're really, really good, and mom and dad have like a lot of extra money, you could get a 15 cent can of Shasta. Freaking kid was loaded. His parents, like they had two working vehicles, one for each of them. They had a garage door that automatically opened. Is that the one next to the KKK house? Well, hello and welcome back to our podcast. We have you not yet officially named. Um, we've tried names like my life and the Van Dyke show, the Van Dyke Dick show, the Van Dyke Dick show. That's another good one. Did we have to bleep Dick in that reference? No, no. It's just how he would have spelled his name. Like the actor. Yeah. If it was on, yeah. Like on his license or something, it would have been Van Dyke Dick. Right. Got it. Okay. Well then we're cool then. Yeah. Totally fine. If it is, it was Samson's idea. Uh, the dog sitting next to us here. Last time we talked, we were not actually intending on um, making a podcast. Um, this time it's a little different. We're actually doing this intentionally, sort of. figure we're going to talk a little bit more about our fun time in Grand Haven. Um, no promises about staying on script, however, but that's the intention to start with anyway. Yeah, initially Ryan brought over this audio equipment to show me how to use it because I wanted to record videos of me making artsy stuff and um, basically just putting it on TikTok and YouTube for the masses. And he's just like, oh, here, uh, try out this very expensive audio equipment for these stupid videos. And um, yeah, the banter back and forth was um, magical. So (laughs) (laughs) it sure was. And also, yes, in case anyone's thinking, she said, I want to make videos. And I said, cool, let me bring over audio equipment that actually, yeah, that's exactly how that happened. Yeah. Well, I was just like, well, I was just going to put like a music dub or something over. I was like, is the audio important? I was like, some of them I will speak in. And he's like, yes, (laughs) the audio is important. So audio is everything. But he's the tech guy, so I'm going to trust his opinion on that. Oh, well, first time anyone's ever trusted my opinion. Uh, <clears throat> about Grand Haven, sorry, I'm, I'm still not comfortable with this new setup. Um, so I was like, is this recording things or are we just making white noise? But apparently it's doing stuff. So that's good news. Well, good. Last time we talked a little bit about Grand Haven, which was the campground our father moved to after he was no longer allowed to live in the house because of the divorce and the whatnot. And so we stayed with him because it was summer at a campground in Grand Haven, Michigan. We were rich, fancy folk like everybody else because we had a camper trailer because I think dad cashed out the balance of his 401k that was left. And that's what he spent it on, which 
you know, I gotta be honest, that might be that might be the only responsible purchase he's ever made. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh also like he he moved into this camper trailer in the campground because he wanted some independence from his parents because yes. that was the only place left he had to go. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, his dad getting on his case, man, about not letting him do what he wants to do. So dad was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, like and his an his only affordable option um, was to buy this camper and uh, live there for the summer and uh, basically, basically one day at a time that uh, if he had to move back in with his parents or someone else come wintertime, um, he was going to cross that bridge when he got there. That was not. That sounds about right. Yeah. Did he take that money? Because he, he bought it like right. outright. Right. And did he use that money for a down payment on a home? No. (laughs) Did he get a vehicle that wasn't, that didn't look like a child molester van? No. Did he continue driving a van that got like four miles to the gallon to cart his own ass around back and forth to work? Yes. But that van was amazing. It was, dude, that that van was pimp. I mean, seriously, the tinted windows. They had little curtains on it. Yes, the little curtains. And then it had the table, a, the table in the middle oh. that you could you could take down just like in a in a camper that it was a post that went into the ground mm-hmm. or the floor of the of the van in the middle there. And then there was a tabletop that um how did it go on top? How did it like locked into the pole somehow? Correct. I just always was like this is strange. Like, I hope there's a vampire in the van if we ever get into an accident <laughs> because there's nothing that actually locks it into the floor. So it's just going to launch out okay. somewhere. I mean, I think there was supposed to be, but everything we had was janky. So I guess this was dad's plan. He's like, well, I was just going to, you know, like Chris Farley it and live in a van down by the river. I'm going to get a camper. Well, I mean, he he was a rock star. Don't all rock stars just like live in their vehicle and like they're just on the road for months because they're just fucking living the dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that, that back bench folded down into a full size bed. That's right. That was impressive. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to have a shagging wagon. Uh huh. We, we just have the seat folded down and us kids would just be riding on the mattress in the back, going down the road, not buckled in. No, um, no, which was actually the law back then. So before anybody thinks, how old are these fuckers? That was acceptable. Let me be clear. <laughs> Nothing we're going to talk about are we saying was acceptable behavior. It was just the behavior uh, while dad was had his mixed drink. I mean, seriously, it's like if you get pulled over and they're like, wow, that's a nice tumbler glass with ice <laughs> in it. You know, it's kind of like when you watch the trailer park boys, you're not confused what the guy has in his cup, right? I mean, you're like, oh, he's got whiskey and Coke or whatever. And so did dad. Well, Canada House specifically, because he was fancy. Uh, yeah. No crown. No crown. It was, <laughs> it was Canada House. Yeah. So, yeah. that Anyway, that sets the scene for Grand Haven. Um, there was a lot. We plugged the trailer in. Um, it was septic, so that was cool. So we got to run to that. And there was a lot of old people. And uh, who weren't old people were, what's the word? Transients. That's what I was looking (laughs) for. (laughs) You know, uh, and I mean that in a loving way. People in a transitional point in their life for a duration of time, just some people's duration was longer than others and some seemed permanent. But 
And this campground, uh, if you've never been, is bookended by what's the highway that runs through Grand Haven? 31. 31. And the railroad track Mm -hmm. that went on the backside of Blockbuster and the Ford dealership. And if we were really good and we had a lot of spare pocket change, our really cool older brother, either of them, would take us to the train track if the train came through and we got to put quarters and dimes and sometimes we'd stack them that was really something and the train would run them over and you had to be careful that they didn't projectile into your direction and then once the train passed through then we were indicated that it was safe to go look for our money somewhere in the grass or on the tracks itself sometimes we found them sometimes we didn't but oh man those stacked coins those were a collector's item amongst us campground kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is for those of you listening who can't understand why that's entertaining, remember, we didn't have Netflix. So when y'all want entertainment, you just pull it up on your magic devices. We're like, is there a locomotive that can't stop before in the way? Yeah. Let's put some stuff on the tracks <laughs> and see what happens and then dodge it when it comes flying. <laughs> so because the entrance... To the campground, the parking lot area was the Blockbuster and the Ford dealership. Every Friday night after we'd get raised, we'd go pick out a movie at Blockbuster. Um, the guys would pick out, you know, a movie. And then usually usually if I picked out a movie, it was either like, you know, Winnie Pooh's Grand Adventure or it was Chucky or, um, oh gosh, what's the other thing? Critters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Usually some type of horror. I loved horror movies, but obviously um, I'm like seven. Yeah, so you got to got a bookend it with Winnie I, the Pooh. <laughs> and um, so, of course, Dad's just like, yeah, whatever, get whatever, get whatever you want, because he knew that he um, he wasn't going to watch it with me. So he's just like, I don't give a fuck. He's just like, that's what you want to get. Go ahead. And um, did, you know, parental ratings on the front of the, the VHS oh, wasn't yeah. really a thing back then. Um but I was just like, ooh, I bet this movie would scare the pants off of me. This looks awesome. Yes, yeah, so let's get this one. So that was always my choice. And um, then when uh, we ran out of movies, our two movies that we got to watch, we still have Saturday and Sunday to get through. Um, train tracks it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And all the little urchin children were out there um, playing around. So that was fun. <sighs> yeah. That one real uh, annoying kid that was David's age, who oh. who was also named Ryan. Yeah, he cool. if he wasn't at our fucking camper p- playing, what was it Sega? Was it the Sega system we had, or uh, did you have the PlayStation? Or was I that think, the PlayStation? I think it okay, might have been PlayStation. Either way, um, you guys traded in the Sega system to Funko Land. Yes, that's dating me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the PlayStation, I was pissed because there went my Lion King game. Yes, and. Uh, all the, I, I mean, mostly it was Lion King. I was trying my damnedest to, you know, get past that wildebeest level. It couldn't be done. It's impossible. But um, gotta have game. Team. Then when you traded in for the PlayStation, and then you got a um, like a demo disc. It was, it was almost like a commercial game that you you got to play basically a five minute snippet of like twelve different games. Mm-hmm. And um, there was Tomb Raider and Grand Theft Auto on that, and I yep. said. Lion King what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
I was like, in this game, I get to fight tigers with a knife and have titties. And in this game, I get to gun people down and then go steal a car and then drive across town and go paint it a different color. Mm-hmm. To get the cops off me? This appeals to me. I don't know why, but man, where has this been all my life? Yeah, it's like we were in training the whole time to be criminals. It's so weird. But anyway, because we had that very awesome one of the two game systems at our camper, um, Managed to hook it up to the very what was it like a twelve inch? Yeah, not, not even. No, it, it was, was. It was a tube television set that was installed into the upper corner above the dining set. Correct. And so, if you sat, you had you couldn't sit at the dining table and watch the TV unless you wanted to basically look at the ceiling. Yeah, you'd break your neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you had to sit <clears throat> uh, on the couch, which was all the way at the back of the camper underneath uh, the main window where you pull the camper from, which also folded down into a bed. Um, So basically, you would sit um, 30 miles away from this three-inch television (laughs) screen with all of the child wonder in your eyes and be like, oh, the graphics. I know. (laughs) This is amazing. It really was. Well, I mean, it it obviously was because that... um, uh, that younger kid Ryan would not stay out of her camper, and we're like, we're trying to sit down to dinner. We're trying, we're trying to go somewhere, and we're like, hey Ryan, um, we're gonna, we're gonna go see the fireworks. We're gonna go to the pool. We're gonna, we're gonna go do something. We're all leaving. Wouldn't even look at you. His jaws agape, staring up at this tiny little screen. Just his thumbs just to go in on the remote control. Uh huh. God, so many times I had to throw him out. He's like, <laughs> he yeah, really we're did. going. And he's like, okay. Yep. I'm like, you too, MFR. Get uh-huh. out of here, you uh-huh. bastard. But also he read like during the, the train tracks with the coins. He also liked bringing his bike over there and like riding back and forth across the tracks while the train was coming. I don't know what he was trying to approve, but we're all like, hey, maybe you should stop doing that. And he's like, I'm going to go one more time. And we're like, oh my God, maybe he'll die. I know. I was like, all right, well, Swiss Penny's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this trip will be a little bit more entertaining this time. <laughs> if he leans into it right, we also get a free bike. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. The bike. Oh. So, uh, eventually, um, I did buy rollerblades with my cemetery money, which sounds weird to say out loud, but. I wonder if that's the same summer that Christina and I got skates. Yep. Or at least they were past. I know that they were not brand new. Nope. But I didn't know how to use them, so Dad, bound and determined to show us how to use them, brought us down to Grand Haven to go rollerblading. You know, the fun and the sun and the sand Mm -hmm. and the memories. But instead of, like, showing us on the sidewalk or, like, in the parking lot in a less, like, populated area, he um, had us put our skates on at the beginning of the pier. Right. And ha- and he's just like, just skate to the end of the pier. And I'm like, but there's water and rocks and it's the middle of July. So it's also full of people like this doesn't this. Mm. I'm seven. I don't know if this <laughs> is appropriate. <laughs> and I'm like this. I was like, well, I don't know how to skate very well. And I was like, also, I can't swim. I've I have never I don't know what it is. I have never been able to swim well. But also, I think it's just like my body makeup. I just sink like a rock. No, it's I, because you spent your formative years in a hospital. Uh, well. I'm, I've, okay, long story short, I'm not a great swimmer. Um, but when I have skates strapped to my feet <coughs> and my built in flippers and my little size three foot, um, 
can't make uh, contact with the water because there's a fucking shoe with wheels attached to it. That also becomes a problem because they weigh half of me. <laughs> yeah. You so know, this all sounds like the reason why warning labels no longer say adult <laughs> supervision and now say competent. <laughs> Can't be sure. But it, it sure seems Needless so. to say, I didn't learn how to skate that day. Mm. But I did get yelled at because dad took me all the way out there to learn how to do it. And I just wouldn't do it because I was too scared. He's like, I don't understand why you just won't do it. He's just like, it's easy. And I'm like, uh-huh. and also because it's the, the pier, that's not smooth concrete. I was going to say, it's all covered in it, sand and crap. Well, not just, like, there, it's cracks. I mm-hmm. mean, we get a thing called winter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not kind to our roads. It's definitely not kind to the um, concrete pier that just holds up a lighthouse uh, mm-hmm. to walk your way out there. So, um, yeah, the the whole situation, I think I just, like, tippy-toed my way out there on the stoppers without uh, having to actually use them, and... um so you ballerinaed your way out? Uh-huh. That's how I. That's how I survived that day. <laughs> you know, wise decision. <laughs> wise decision. Christina skated a little bit, but that's because Dad was holding her hand. Of course he was. That's so sweet. It's very nice. And well, I understand you're the spoiled child, anyway. So I'm surprised he wasn't holding your hand. <laughs> that makes sense. So Dad spoiled Christina. Mom spoiled me. But um. There was no crossover there. No. No. Not at all. Yes. And by the way, there were two other children. There <laughs> oh, was yeah. myself and my younger brother, David. <laughs> and uh, no, we were no one's favorite. Uh, we were all, we were always the also ran. Um, oh, Grandma Flo seemed to like David. Oh, that's good. Um. I always just assumed that um, Grandma Flo and then Grandma Ewald, which was her mother, Mm -hmm. um, I just heard stories about basically when Scott and Eric came along that they just like got all the things. They did. Yeah. As long as Scott and Eric weren't there. Yeah. David was the preferred one. Gotcha. Um, I guess I was just an asshole. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Which real, real quick. So our mother has... Two older siblings, and her uh, oldest sister is Debbie, and she has two children. So those are our cousins, Scott and Eric, and they are they're out of all the cousins, they are the first two oldest, and then it's Ryan, then it's David, and then the rest of us. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have to do a, uh, an episode to break down our uh, family bush tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll have to change some names uh, uh, to protect the innocent on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, back to Grand Haven. So, yeah, for fun, we went to Ray's, which is a great hamburger stand. Still there, by the way. Still there. Oh, man, maybe we should go there for dinner. (gasps) Oh, shit. Can we? (laughs) Yes, we can. (laughs) I would say I'll take you to Blockbuster afterward, but... We can go stand where Blockbuster was and eat our rice. <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll post it instead. Oh, do you think the campground's open? Like, does it not close to maybe the end of October? Can we just, like, go drive and go stand in oh, our yeah. old lot? Hell yeah. If it still exists, yes. Let's go I to the I think campground. it does because I drove past there, was it last year, for something I had to go to that side of the state. And there were, there were campers in there. Oh. Yeah, we can drive behind because it's, yeah, it's Gage. 
Chevy, right? I thought it was the Ford dealership. I thought Gage was a little further up. Maybe not. Maybe know. I'm thinking of another place, but it's there was a dealership a there. The there dealership is still there. Yeah, that's the place that dad worked at. Oh, I, I don't know that you ever heard that story, why he stopped working there. No. I just oh. know that he got his job back at the Fremont dealership at a, at a separate time. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time he got out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, <clears throat> have to... Uh, Maybe we'll talk about that on the next episode. Why he 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 was no longer working at Gage? That yes, was, please do. That was maybe maybe you can shoe that in with some of my questions. Oh, I can. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that should be fun because that's there's a lot of fun stories to tell in that regard. Holy okay, maybe balls. I can drum some of them up. So when Ryan and I last got together, we made a cute little list about our uh, what our episodes might pertain to mm-hmm. and uh i was asked to make a question list so i mm-hmm. did and um so i guess question number one what was the most unsettling upsetting thing that happened while we were in grand haven it could be something that just happened to you in general something that was happening to us something that happened to dad i guess it or all three um what what stuck with you resonated with you with the most that you're like Oh, that wasn't okay. Is it okay if it happened more than once? Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> just north of Grand Haven is, is a city called Muskegon, for those of you that don't know. And specifically, there's an area called Muskegon Heights. It's... Yeah, that's how we all feel about it, Samson. Um, So in Muskegon Heights, we'll say that it's a less affluent area. Um, if you wanted to buy certain goods or services, it's a good place. Like if you wanted to buy crack, it's a great place to go. It's a real farmer's market of sadness. <laughs> it's a real farmer's market of sadness. I didn't think about it like that, but I'll even bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sometimes, you know, okay. Almost always damage is despair. And, um, which wasn't unusual or concerning, but it was bad. So, and I didn't get concerned. Like, so like when he would, everybody come up Friday. Right. And like, if I didn't see him till Saturday morning, that wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple times where I didn't see him and it was Saturday night. <laughs> and then I was like, crap. So I was 15. So I didn't have a driver's right. license. So I had to make some decisions. So, what I would typically do is make sure that the, you know, Sandra, Christina, and David ate. Make sure Sandra got her night medication, and then while that was going on, I had previously used the payphone and asked Grandma or someone to come up and pick me up, because then when the kids would go to bed, I would go out into Muskegon Heights looking for my father, and that's weird. Um, Cause the other thing too, is it's not like he had like a pile of money. So like when he'd get paid, um, he'd, he'd cash his check and have the envelope and then he would get, I would hand him a certain amount back out of it. And then I'd pocket a few bucks to make sure that like us kids had our, what we needed. And I'd give the rest to grandma, uh, to make sure, you know, child support got paid, lot rent got paid and all that stuff. But the problem is, is that dad would still spend his entire paycheck on crack. So when I'm going out to find him on Saturday night, 
I know that he ran out of money Friday night. So I know that he's continued, continued his habit by ripping people off. So one of his common tricks would be to, you know, say, hey, I need, I need a 20 rock or whatever. And he'd have like a piece of paper crumpled up and he'd crumple it up real good. And, you know, because you're trying to not to attract any attention, you just, you know, hold your hand out over the window with a, with a piece of paper palmed and you make your swap. And then, of course, they'd right away know they just got screwed. And so he peels off, take it out. So there was, during that time, one night where I found the van abandoned with all the windows broken out. Not the Chevy van. Yes. Did they take our table? <laughs> they left the table. Oh, thank God. And um, what else is he going to do his drugs off of? I know. And then, but they also left the enthusiasm um, because, good Lord, did they beat the shit out of that van um, to show their displeasure uh, because he had run out of gas. <laughs> so now, you know, he's on foot. He's made everyone at the local farmer's market angry at him. <laughs> And this didn't just happen once. This happened a number of times. And that sucked because I'm 15 years old and I'm going into said farmer's market looking for somebody who's supposed to be a role model who is too busy to make sure that they're, you know, I'm the oldest, right? 15, 15, Mm -hmm. 13 year old, um, what, 10 and eight. Yeah. That sounds right. Something like that. Um, depending on what month it was, I guess, um, to make sure they all had dinner and that, you know, the youngest got her literal life-saving medication. Who's also supposed to be fucking monitored, I might add. Oh, hold on. Also supposed to be <laughs> monitored, I might add. See, I I don't think I'm going to edit that out. That was fun. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, so, you, you would have had to have edited me quite quite a few times oh, thus yeah, far. Yeah. Well, whatever. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> I, I think we'll get the warning on iTunes. <laughs> I'll take it. So um, that was probably the most disconcerting because that was so frustrating to me because I had been <laughs> defending him to mom the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to give the guy another chance. You got to give the guy another chance. He's really going to clean up his act. He's really trying well. And that really disturbed me a lot. You know, it, it really did. And then because um, at first he was buying – a lot of stuff in, inside the park, you know, hard to believe that it with all these transients, you could buy drugs. <laughs> so he would, he would buy uh, crack from this guy whose name I need to change. Um, we'll call him rad uh, with rad? a B and um, yeah, go ahead and figure that out. Go ahead. All right. You're done. Good work. Great work, <laughs> detective. Anyway, so rad with a B uh, would, would sell him crack, but rad with a B very quickly figured out don't front him. Yeah. So um, there was a few times I had to pay Rad with a B to clear things up. And Rad with a B and I got along well enough where he stopped. He was just like, this isn't worth the hassle. Um, and and Rad with a B was fine taking some weed to not sell either. So uh, to sell to him anymore. So I guess that was probably the most messed up thing. Cause it just, it just happened all the time. Like it was, it was constant. It was, it was literally, it was literally every weekend. This is what to expect. Like, um, we'd watch our scary movies, right? <laughs> we'd make sure that we were in bed, uh, at a decent hour. And, um, then, uh, you or David would give me my, uh, 
my medication. Mm-hmm. And part of it was still, this was for anybody on anti-rejection medication. This was before pill form was an option. Mm-hmm. So it's not, here's a pill, here's a cup of water, swallow this real quick, then you can go to bed. No, this was, had to be dosed out with a syringe or a, um, like those spoon measuring mm-hmm. cups that you put like a children's cough syrup in. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it didn't taste good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that was the, the cyclosporin was worse than oh the prednisone. Oh my God. I got some of that on my finger one day because I had uh-huh. to clean the stupid bottle and I had some of my finger in it and I was like, huh, I wonder why she makes such bad faces. And then I licked it and I was like, oh, that's disgusting. And, um, like to this day, I, I can remember what it tastes like. And the only thing like the cyclosporin, especially it was like concentrated vodka mixed with earwax. That is spot on. Damn. Good work. <laughs> and it wasn't until I started. All right, Jelly dr- Belly, drink- did you hear your new flavor? <laughs> and it wasn't until I started <laughs> drinking that I was just like, oh, you know, you see, I keep watching like media and stuff and you see people like make faces when they do a shot of whiskey or whatever else. And I wasn't like making a face because I was like, well, this isn't the most disgusting thing I've ever had. But I was like, oh, this vodka tastes kind of familiar. And I go, oh, no. Because <laughs> by the time I was like, 12 or 13 was when they finally did uh, pill form for these anti-rejection medications. How convenient. Um, so, yeah, the cyclosporin was definitely worse. The prednisone was bitter, but um, but it was not as um, jarring yeah. <laughs> as the cyclosporin. Fortunately, I mean, the prednisone was done in the, in the child's cough syrup thing, and the, the, um, the cyclosporin was in a 1 ml syringe. So... But there was also a blood pressure medication you had to give me Mm -hmm. that um, you broke the capsule apart, Mm -hmm. put it in a spoon that had water in it. So I had to consume the powder mixed with the water. I remember that. Yeah, because you were midget size. Um, You're still fun size. But especially then you were fun size and they didn't make it for children. Okay. And it was not, I don't think it was approved for children. And so they didn't make child size ones, but you needed it unless you have a stroke or heart attack. Um, so yeah, the answer was, is you take a, a capsule and you figure out, you're like, ah, it's about, what do I got to give her half a pill with this? They're like pressure? little tiny measuring cups for mice. Exactly. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's about, that's half, right? We're good. We're good. Okay, cool. And you put it in a spoon, like you're <laughs> making heroin. You add in a little uh-huh. bit of water. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Probably not something I should have been doing at that age. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Oh, so sometimes y'all would ask where dad was. And um, as little poor children, um, the only way to distract them was candy. So on my way in today. Oh, no. I got my favorite treat I like to give everybody when they started asking dumb questions. Shut the fuck up. Oh, oh my gosh. They didn't have Shasta Cola. I was going to say, where so, the fuck's my Shasta? <laughs> so I, where the fuck's my Shasta? That was close. Oh. You missed it. <laughs> that uh-huh. button. Got to hit the pink button. Oh, the pink button. Um, where the <laughs> Exactly. Um, but I chose Sour Punch Straws. And you may be like, wow, that's a great candy. Why did you choose Sour Punch Straws? Because they taste great? No, because it's a package of a lot of them. So every time they would say, where's, I can shove a Sour Punch Straw in their mouth so they stop asking. 
And eventually they'd learn not to ask. Really what they learned to do is ask more so they could giggle and get more sour punch straws. But so I do distinctly remember like dad wasn't there and we knew that dad had a problem. But to my brain, I don't know why if this was something I picked up or if this is something you were David told me you always said dad was at the bar. That was me. Yeah. So it was, you know, that was more of a socially acceptable answer. It's like, well, I don't like that my dad's at the bar all the time. Like, I know my dad has a problem with drinking. Um, but, you know, it is what it is because we have Ryan to take care of us. It's like, okay, he, uh, uh, our dad has, you know, his demons, whatever. But um, we got Ryan. But, you know, it, it wasn't until later I was like, well, he might have started at the bar. But <laughs> he wasn't at the bar. No, no. He'd always say he was going there. And, um, maybe that's why I thought that is cause that's what he said. That's what he would normally say. And then I would just always follow up and say the same thing. I always felt terrible about lying, but, um, drug addiction also at the time wasn't considered like, um, a medical issue. Right. So that's just, um, a failure of personal responsibility and a failure of self-control, not a, a medical issue. So did, did dad have a problem with alcohol just when he drank? <laughs> you know, did, did he have a problem with cocaine? Yes. Just when he did it. Um, but I, I think that's why that was uh, the answer I accepted because I always saw him with alcohol. Correct. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he went out to get more alcohol because we don't keep it at the camper. So to my eight year old brain, that just made sense to me. I'm like, oh, okay. He went to the bar. Yeah. The only alcohol we had at the camper were 40 ounces, 40 ounces of uh, Mickey's. Yeah. I had forties of Mickey's. Um, because I was determined to start drinking. I was like, eventually this is not going to be terrible. Uh, by the way, it always was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe it wasn't just the Mickey's cause I don't drink now. So, and it's not just cause of dad and not just because the later stories you'll hear too, where drinking did cause some problems. <laughs> so, you know, I guess that's one thing is, you know, about dad. And by the way, he apologizes to me for that stuff like all the time. Oh, well, I'm glad you're getting it. Well, you know, you were, you were never his favorite. Uh, oh no, not at all. And, uh, I mean, not that I was, I apparently was just the codependency. So, cause I just took care of the mess all the time and cleaned everything up. Well, he not saying that he said it to my face, but he pretty much from day one, it was known to me that he didn't want me there, that I caused a lot of problems for him and his situation. And he kind of just treated me like the stepchild and I just tried to stay out of his way. And it was just sort of like this unspoken mutual agreement that we had. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well you don't like me that much. So I guess I'm not going to like you that much. I just live in your house with great irony. He treated you as the stepchild. <laughs> yeah. I think cause on our plan next is the, uh, um, uh, how did, how did we title that? Uh, let me look. Oh, uh, disease causes dis ease. It's not a crack house. It's a crack home. I think I can give you some good details why on, on that one, why, why that was the uh, feeling, because that, that is when things, quote unquote, you know, fell apart for him. And you can learn this and more things on part two of our story on Grand Haven. That's right. Part two. We recorded this thing and it went over an hour. And we promised we try to keep everything around 30 minutes or so. But we failed pretty miserably. So I guess I should apologize. So next time, you'll hear more about that, as well as I'll finish answering all of Sandra's questions. 
We'll see you soon. If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts. There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time. And more amusing.